Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Reverend Blake Ruby from San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. Today, we're going to talk about different things. I'm going to sing some songs. First of all, let me tell you about what I did this morning. I went to a Toastmasters Club meeting. We have this club that I'm a member of, that we meet first and the third Saturday each month. And we had a good time, my wife and I. We got there, and there was about 10 people all together, both in the room and online. And imagine that, being in a public speaking situation at 9.30 Saturday morning with about 10, 15 people sometimes. That's really good training, if you ask me. And we talked about colder days here in San Antonio. The sun is setting later in the day. I can see it over there in the distance right now. And the temperatures are cooler, although today was a warm day, got up in the 90s. But the theme of the meeting today was colder days. And definitely last week, temperatures were in the 50s in the mornings. I was out here in the patio working on my computer teleworking, which I do. Any thanks to the people who are superior to me that allowed me to do that because it's good to be out here in my patio, a closed patio, getting sufficient amounts of oxygen and sunshine while I'm working behind my computer. And I stand, too. I've been standing behind my computer now for about six years. And it's the only way to go. I think my, my energy is more. Before, I used to be like a zombie at the end of the day. And... Driving home, almost falling asleep at the wheel. And even when I was standing, I did feel that way, tired. I don't know if it's because of the air, because it was the air in the building. Maybe in my car, there might be a leak, but I've had it checked many times. And there is no leak, no carbon monoxide coming up through uh, the floorboards, if you know what I mean. Anyway... One of the things that I talked about with a fellow club member, a young man by the name of Manny, I don't know if he's out there listening. He might not be. But if he is, please feel free to call in right now, and we can talk about many subjects that we have in common, like extraterrestrials out there that are probably listening to my radio show, because why? Because I talk about things that other people don't talk about. And with war going on today, it's not my fault. Don't blame me. In the Ukraine and now in Israel and the Gaza Strip, even before I was born, there were centuries, throughout the centuries, there's been wars. I was born in 1954, right after the Korean War, and then that's World War II, World War I. Am I responsible for those wars? I think not. I believe I was sent into this world, along with a lot of other people, to stop war. To stop war. Among other things. And I'm not succeeding so far. Neither are other people. What about peace? Why can't we live in harmony? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends with the Russians, the North Koreans, and the Iranians? Why... Are we always 
bickering and in conflict with them. Why do wars continue to come up? Lots of people get killed. You get Even here in the United States, these active shooters, they take the street or go into these stores and they shoot people, 5, 10, 15 people. It happens quite often, not for a while, but do you think it stops? Do you think they won't continue to happen? I don't know. I hope not, but I think they probably will, knowing the frame of mind of some people. It's all got to do with money. Money. In this world, we need money to survive. And those people, like the Hamas, for example, they are probably looking for the next meal, not knowing where to find it. They don't have a good paying job over there in the Middle East, in that area. You know, the annual income probably about what we make in a month here, if that much. And yet they have to pay everything for their families, if they have families. You know, all the things. So when they're offered the job where they have to kill people, well, it's understandable. Kind of like in the mid, in the West, Wild West, back in the 1800s, the outlaws used to do that. Rob trains, rob stagecoaches, rob banks. And they got cleaned up eventually by all the marshals and sheriffs. Some cities, people were killed hundreds a day. Dodge City, Tombstone, Arizona. That was the Wild West. And the Wild West still exists in some areas of the world, like the Gaza Strip, for example, or in Ukraine. They're just behind in the times. And the average annual income is a lot less. It makes you realize that it really is all about money. Those that have it and those that don't, those that don't are fighting to get it in whatever way they can, whether it's legally or not. Then take a drink of water. I want to sing a few songs for you here today. And continue on talking about extraterrestrials, which is my passion, because I know they're out there. And they're looking at us. They're watching us. My favorite extraterrestrials, who I know are out there, there's a lot of other ones that I've heard about, but the ones I know about the most, the two most, are the Verdant, the V-E-R-D-A-N-T-S, and they are the extraterrestrials who are kind of of the gray type. You've heard of the grays, like in Close Encounters, of the third kind. And they are about five feet tall with grayish or tannish colored skin, maybe with a tint of green, and have the long eyes, dark eyes, a little bit slanted maybe, with pointed ears. And they are extremely intelligent. They've been traveling around the universe for about 290 million years from a galaxy. They are from a galaxy, I think 100,000, their home planet, 
might be 100,000 light years or more from Earth, but they are the dominant species, and they are the dominant species in the universe. They've colonized many planets, and they have been observing Earth for a long time. Because what they do is they explore the universe. That's one of their number one things they love to do is come up to a brand new solar system and discover life they've never seen before. And it happens all the time, even after traveling the universe, 290 million years are still coming up to uncharted solar systems. Isn't that fantastic? Because the universe, as you know, probably is expanding constantly. The borders of infinite space are expanding. We live in an incomprehensibly large universe out there. Here we are on a planet, a beautiful, wonderful planet, a jewel of the universe, traveling around our sun at thousands of miles an hour, rotating on our axis at about 600 miles an hour, traveling around the center of the Milky Way galaxy at thousands of miles an hour, and our galaxy is traveling around the universe the center of the universe at thousands of miles an hour. It's a wonderful situation that we're a part of, an amazing, awesome situation that we know very little about, just like the tip of the iceberg as far as how that power is in place, like clockwork without fail, without glitches, all held into existence by the might of the Supreme Creator's power. Now, if you're thinking about power, like the power that powers your car or the power that powers a rocket to get into outer space or any kind of power that you can think of, it just pales in comparison to the power that keeps a planet into its place in its revolution and rotation. We're just one solar system out of trillions all held into existence by the strength of that power. Call it gravity, call it what you want. You can call it gravity and not even know what gravity means. Einstein was trying to figure out gravity. He came up with this theory of general relativity. I know a little bit, not a lot, on what it is. Apparently, the fabric of space is a kind of Material, if you will. Space is a fabric. It can be bended, shaped, warped. And that's how these extraterrestrials travel around the universe. They warp time and space out there. The fabric of space with their anti-gravity beams and then they surf the fabric of space. They do this multiple times in a second and so they're able to travel thousands and thousands of miles an hour, excuse me, thousands and thousands of miles in a second. But what they also know how to do, which really allows them to travel around the universe in a very quick fashion, is to travel interdimensionally from one dimension to the other, be able to disassemble their molecules of their spaceship and their bodies with inside the spaceship and reassemble them in another dimension. 
And then when they get into that thought dimension, that fourth dimension, if you will, then all they have to do is travel by thought. And those spaceships are constructed in a way which allows them to communicate with them by thought. In other words, they want to turn left, they think left. They want to turn right, they think right. They want to get over to A from B or B to A. I say that from B to A or A to B. And all they do is just think it, and they're there. And they're able to traverse those millions sometimes of light years because the universe is approximately 15 billion light years in diameter, all the way to the great central sun of the universe where the first solar system was created in the Big Bang when the creator of the universe, the great spirit, if you will, the greatest spirit ever decided in its infinite wisdom that it wanted to grow and to expand. And indeed, growth, what is greater than growth, my friends? There's nothing greater than growth. We as human beings have experienced it ourselves from babies. Hopefully we grow to be adults. 70, 80, 100 years old, and we will have achieved that growth that is part of the universe. And then when the day comes when we transition from this world to the spirit realms or heaven, spirit realms, the afterlife, whatever you want to call it, that world of light up there in the sky, we'll continue our soul's journey to another planet in the universe, maybe come back to Earth, depending on how much we develop ourselves spiritually, how much we evolve. Hopefully, we will graduate to a planet of a higher evolutionary existence and continue that evolution on that ladder to a higher level to where one day we will become co-creators with God because we will have achieved that level of spiritual attainment where we will know how to control those forces of the universe, those cosmic forces put into place by the Supreme Creator, which will allow us to create our own solar system, our own sun and planets, and our own spirit children. And so every time you look up into the evening sky, and you see a star up there, which is really a sun and a solar system with at least nine planets revolving around it, know that that, solar system is commanded by a mother and father God who existed at one time on a planet like Earth in their soul's evolutionary journey and have achieved a level of evolution where they have their own solar system and are working everything in the glory of the Supreme Creator, achieving that mission, if you will, of growth and expansion that the Supreme Creator desired in the beginning, and even some will assimilate their soul into the ocean of God, the Supreme Creator's spirit, and also that way satisfy the Supreme Creator in the attainment of his, her desire to expand and grow. That's what it's all about, my friends, growth. That's why we're here on Earth, to grow. 
to develop ourselves spiritually, but we get lost sometimes in that quest to enjoy the freedoms and pleasures, maybe indulge, overindulge in eating food and sweets and alcohol, drinking alcohol, and not really remembering where we came from before we were born on planet Earth, but we were made to forget. We are here for a very specific reason. We volunteered to come here, actually, to this jewel of a planet in the universe. But we knew that we would come here and we would be made to forget our spirits and souls would go through the river of oblivion and we would forget our past lives and our universal knowledge that we had at one time. But when we pass into the afterlife, then it's a remembering. We will remember. It will come back to us who we were before, what our mother and father God used to call us. We have a different name. And we will continue our evolution. But we want to take with us everything that we learned here. We need to grow, develop our spirit. Just like I mentioned on previous shows, we went, we need to increase the intensity of our soul's lamp. We are born into this world, as an example, as a 60-watt light bulb soul. And the goal is to increase it to a higher intensity, 100 watts or maybe 150 watts. So you heard that soul, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Your soul is like a lamp, and our souls are like lamps, and we increase their intensity by developing ourselves spiritually, by doing good deeds, kind deeds, by being generous, Loving, love is the key, my friends. Love is the key to everything. Getting along with our neighbors, to loving our neighbors. And how do we do that? We pray for each other. Are you bold and brave and courageous enough to pray for everybody? That is the perfect prayer, my friends. To pray for everybody. Are you praying for everyone over there in the Gaza Strip in Ukraine? I do all the time. Daily. Take a drink of water. All right, how about a song? Got to pick a song out of all these ones I know here. And some are, are good a cappella, others really not so good, but I, I'm going to pick one that's done. Here's one by the Rolling Stones back in the 60s called As Tears Go By. It is the evening of the day, I sit and watch the children play, smiling faces I can see, but not for me, I sit and watch as tears go by, my riches can't buy everything. I want to hear the children sing. All I hear is the sound of rain falling 
on the ground. I sit and watch as tears go by. It is the evening of the day. I sit and watch the children play. Doing things I used to do, they think are new. I sit and watch the tears go by. And that's that song, my friend. I'm always Improving what I do. Tweaking my skills, you know. Singing is one of the things I love to do. And I believe, I really do, that you out there listening and me are singers and dancers. It is inherent in the human nature. Now, some people might not admit that. They would say, oh, you don't want to hear me sing. Oh, I can't carry a tune. Yes, you can. And when you get to heaven, when your spirit pops out of your body, like it will one day, hopefully far into the future, because every day is a gift, is a blessing, my friend, then you will know that you can sing and you will be singing your song along with everyone else there in heaven, praising the creator of your soul and spirit and praising the creator of the universe for the miracles of all creation because indeed none of this had to happen. Everything that is in existence didn't have to happen. Just imagine, can you experience that feeling of nothingness, my friend? Back in the day when Nothing existed except for the Supreme Creator and darkness and silence. The universe didn't exist at one time. Can you experience that nothingness? And then the Supreme Creator who is omniscient and omnipotent by the power of his, her will, because the Supreme Creator is both male and female. Make no mistake about that. We live in a universe of males and females, the Alpha, the Omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, the negative. Anybody who thinks otherwise is just either a young soul or they don't know yet. And there is a mother God. I wouldn't be wanting to bet that there isn't. And then when you get to heaven, you discover there is one. There'll be a lot of regret and remorse for not having known better. Are you willing to take that chance? You know there's mothers here on earth. Why wouldn't there be a mother in the spirit realm along with the spirit father? You don't think that he wants a female companion? You see how tradition kind of guides us down the wrong road, the wrong path, believing something which doesn't make any sense? And you know in the heart of hearts that takes a man and a woman, a male and female spirit, to make children. A man or a father cannot do it by himself. That is logical, which is irrefutable, but I understand some people, they don't make sense, and I don't make sense sometimes. In the past, a lot of what I said was unreasonable, and sometimes I, I still don't 
make sense than I am unreasonable. But I learn from other people, and hopefully you learn from me. It's a sharing of knowledge. Anyway, how about another song? Hopefully I can pick one that I haven't sung before in the past. Here's one called Grace. We all need God's grace, the mother and father God's grace. I'm alive today, my friends, by the grace of our mother and father God. I praise to them constantly. I thank them for their help. And indeed, we are being helped. It's better just to get help, kind of like milk. Remember that commercial, you got milk? Well, do you have the mother and father God's help? You got their help? Life is better with their help. Believe me, it is. So this is great. It's an old gospel song. It goes like this. Grace, grace, God's grace, his grace is sufficient to me, my Lord. Grace, grace, God, grace, His grace will give you the victory. Grace will keep you from falling. Grace will keep you, keep you from sin. Grace will help you love everybody. Oh, and grace will give you peace within. Grace, grace, God's grace. His grace is sufficient for me. My Lord, grace, grace, God, grace, His grace will give you the victory. Also, her grace, remember, God is both male and female. The supreme creator of the universe being both male and female, in his, her infinite wisdom, decided in that plan to expand his, herself, took an infinitesimal piece of his, herself, and put it into the spirit and soul of another being. That was the fourth force of the universe, my friends. 
putting that little bit of spirit into all these sentient beings that you have throughout the universe, the burdens. I was explaining that I have two favorites. And let me finish that thought right now with the other extraterrestrial race that I was referring to, which are the aliens from Thia Uba, T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A, who are nine feet tall and are hermaphrodites. In other words, like transgender, both male and female. Yes. There's a reason why we have transgender people being born into planet Earth, because it is pretty common throughout the universe to have transgender races. And with the group of human beings here on Earth that we call gay, most of them, I've noticed, have a spirit of the opposite sex in their body. So a female spirit in a male body or male spirit in a female body. I can see it very clearly sometimes. Other times it's not so easy to distinguish, you know. But for me, it's all good. If they were born into this world, they had to have approval to be born by a higher power, my friends. So if they were sanctioned, if they were certified, so to speak, by the higher powers that be, call them what you will, mother and father God, there's a lot of great spirits in heaven, the elders, the disciples, the patriarchs, famous people that have existed throughout the centuries here on planet Earth who have achieved great levels of spiritual development and evolution, then it's okay with them, it's okay with me. You know what I'm saying? They've experienced those gay people a lot of discrimination over the years. And haven't women also, you know, been discriminated against? Even today, they're treated like very poorly in some parts of the world, like in the Middle East because they haven't really advanced themselves technologically like we have, other parts of the world have. They haven't modernized themselves. They still cling to traditions which don't make a lot of sense. And we do, t- we do that also, you know. Until just recently, we've done that. Women only have been given the right to vote since the early 1920s. And it's all about equality. Some of these extraterrestrial races out there, like the human beings from the Pleiades, our system, very, very advanced spiritually and technologically. And notice how their technology and their spiritualism, their spirituality, are in sync with each other. For us here on Earth, our technology has kind of overtaken our spirituality. That's Therefore, why you have conflicts and wars that pop up every once in a while, because people haven't developed themselves enough spiritually to know that, hey, you know, stop killing each other. There's no good reason to. Yes, I know usually the revenge is a cycle that goes on and on, getting revenge for doing things like what happened on October the 7th, you know, and we can relate to that with 9-11. We wanted to get revenge for that. And in this world, it's hard to break out of that promulgation, I believe it's the right word, of revenge, seeking revenge, sometimes overcompensating for the amount of lives lost, you know. In 9-11, we lost how many lives? 3,000-some lives? How many people did we kill in Afghanistan and Iraq, the Americans? 
Come on now. Don't shy away from that truth. We killed a lot of Afghanis and a lot of Iraqis. Probably 100 times at least more than what they killed here in the United States. You know, those people who were responsible for 9-11. And so it's easier just to make friends with people. One thing I liked about Mr. Trump was that he went and he made friends with Mr. Putin and Kim Jong-un. Don't forget, if you're a Democrat, then you don't believe that we should do that. But why do we want to antagonize or not get along with or not make friends with someone who has the capability to destroy us with nuclear weapons? And make no mistake about it, North Korea could send nuclear weapons our way and hit our West Coast and maybe even further. They're working on developing their missiles and their nuclear weapons technology all the time. That's what they're doing because... They want the ability to defend themselves, and everyone, every country out there has that right. We can't say, oh, we've got 20,000 nuclear missiles, at least, here in the United States. And you, that country over there, maybe because you have terrorists in your country, you can't have nuclear missiles. Well, first of all, we're blaming them for being terrorists when we don't really know for sure that they are. Yes, maybe we have some evidence of it, but are they all that way? And why can't they defend themselves? It's like you want a neighborhood where everyone's got a gun, and every once in a while, people are coming into other people's houses and killing people, shooting them. And you're in that neighborhood, and you don't have a gun. Don't you want a gun to be able to defend yourself? The same thing that's happening over in Israel now. Some families are arming themselves, and they're relaxing the laws where they can buy weapons. I'm okay with that. We can't tell them that they can't. And besides, they're not listening to them. Same thing with Iran. They have nuclear weapons. But they love their children. You know, I hope they do love their children. And so, therefore, that's the only thing that is keeping us from destroying ourselves is the love for our children, my friends. And maybe there's some other reasons, too. You know that if there was a nuclear war, all the plant life and animal life would be wiped out on Earth. And then having to survive in the aftermath of a nuclear holocaust would be terrible. The radiation would affect the people. And when the survivors reproduced, there'd be tremendous birth defects happening all the time. Ugly, horrific sores on bodies, mouths in different places on the face, eyes in different places, arms, um, how would you say it, Um, just malformed, a lot of deformity in the babies that are born, you know, and that radiation would probably continue for several centuries. Anyway, how about time for another song? I know it's a terrible subject to go from that into a song. But, you know, it just reminds me of something I wanted to say. I'm taking a drink of water here. Occasionally, you know, I get a 
keep my vocal cords lubricated. The news. How seriously can we take the news? I tell you. Now, first of all, some good things about the news. They're reporting all these wars that break out over the world. They send the reporters there. They give us a first-hand account of what's happening, the atrocities, the, the bad, the good, if there's any, the help that's coming, the aid, the evil, you know, the things that are doing like decapitating babies and raping women. That is so bad. That's probably one of the reasons they do that, because they love to rape women. Not a good thing. And if you believe in a hell, I'll tell you, one way to get to hell is to rape women and kill people, of course. Being a murderer or rapist will get you into God's jail if you're unfortunate enough to be killed later on without having repented. And by the way, repent, repent, my friend, from whatever you do. And I was saying about CNN and Fox, too, I guess there's another television channels. And I understand they're in a constant state of evolution, refining themselves, what they are. But isn't it kind of strange to you, it is to me, that they can go from a war scene very serious, absolutely no, no laughing, no smiling, to a commercial, a really funky, cheesy commercial about this or that, or car insurance, Liberty Mutual, or any number of uh, commercials where it takes the focus completely off the war, and then all of a sudden they're back reporting about war or some other news, negative news. Sometimes they have good news, in all fairness to them, but... Doesn't that seem strange to you how they can be, they want to be taken seriously, yet then they'll go switch to a commercial. You see how capitalism has us under its thumb? The monetary system is leading us down a road of hate and unkindness. Love, as I mentioned, is the answer. Loving your fellow human beings like they are yourself. Invincible. We are very fragile beings. We are wonderfully and perfectly made beings with hearts that beat independently of our will that can last years without failing. A brain that functions perfectly and guides us in all of our activities. A central nervous system that would helps you to remove your hand from a hot stove to avoid being burnt in a fraction of a second. Hundreds of miles of veins within the body. Lungs that purify the blood. And tomorrow is not guaranteed for any of us, for sure. So now is the time, always. The eternal present moment and now is what is important to stay in the present eternal moment of now. Right now, then was yesterday, right now, then. And it's simply, really, the earth rotating on us axis, giving us a half a day of darkness and half a day of light. 
that what we are experiencing, there is no yesterday or tomorrow. There's only right now. And the earth rotating on its axis, showing us the sun for half a day and the moon for half a day, if there is a moon. In other words, darkness. I'm going to take another drink. Talking about love. How about a song by Elvis Presley? Love Me Tender. Here you go. Love Me Tender. Love Me Sweet. Never let me go. You have made my life complete. And I love you so. Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams fulfilled. For my darling, I love you, and I always will. Love me tender, love me long, take me to your heart for it's there that I belong and will never part love me tender love me true all my dreams fulfilled for my darling I love you and I always will. Love me tender, love me dear, tell me you are mine. I'll be yours through all the years till the end of time. Love me tender, Love me true, all my dreams fulfilled. For my darling, I love you, and I always will. Well, how about another song? Christmas Carol, you know, it's getting to be that time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, yes, I love Christmas time. And I love watching Jesus movies. You know, how about you? Let me recommend one movie, if you haven't seen it before. It's called The Gospel of John. Google it. The director was Philip Seville. It was done back, I think, in 2013. I have watched that movie over 100 times. I am serious. Why? Because I know who Jesus was, my friends. I sought, and the door was open to me. Yes, Jesus, and it's a long story. I've talked about it on my radio shows in the past, and I don't want to talk about it right now. Do you really know who Jesus was? If you do, then you will have no qualms about watching Jesus' movies over and over again because truly studying the life of Jesus talking in tongues, was and is 
the most noble thing you can do on earth, the most noble adventure to study the life of Jesus, and especially the miracles that Jesus performed, my friends, they really did happen. Don't spend your time thinking about how he died on the cross for our sins. You can if you want, if you believe in Adam and Eve, but that's another subject altogether. Suffice it to say that Jesus performed a lot of miracles. And my emphasis in my study of the life of Jesus is on those miracles, and especially the greatest miracle of all, the resurrection. And if you're one of those people that believe that Jesus died for our sins, well, then how do you explain that when he came back to life? In the resurrection, he was no longer dead, so how could he have died for our sins? The bottom line is, let me explain it to you, is that you don't need an intermediary like Jesus to communicate directly with the mother and father God who created your soul and your spirit. You can communicate directly with them. You are hardwired to do that. Your brain is hardwired to do that. And you can communicate directly with the creator of the universe. In fact, I have more fun talking with the creator of the universe, I can hear him, her, replying back to me, responding back to me every time I talk to the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe is cool. The creator of the universe is hip. He, she is fun to talk to. And you should try it if you haven't done so. Just say, creator of the universe, I love you. And listen back. And probably you'll hear, I love you too. You are awesome, creator of the universe. You are too. I made you. Watch the near-death experience of Donna Ribado on YouTube. Donna Ribado, R-E-B-A-D-O-W. I've now talked with this on previous shows, but if you are a new guest listening to my show, she had a near-death experience. She drowned. Amazing, amazing Thing happened, and she was dead for all intents and purposes with water in her lungs 15 feet below the surface, and God resurrected her to come back and tell her story of meeting the Supreme Creator in eternity beyond that veil, that river of oblivion that I talked about earlier. And when the Supreme Creator came upon her spirit, and she recognized that she felt him, her approaching, and she said, you are the creator of the universe, and of course she was communicating telepathically. And she heard right away, I am the creator of the universe. And she said, you know everything, and immediately she heard telepathically, I know everything, yeah. And the Supreme Creator said, I even know how many grains of sand are on the beach in New Zealand, and automatically, instantly, she was transported down to that beach, and she knew how many grains of sand were on that beach. And the Supreme Creator said to her, So, Donna, what do you want to do now? In other words, the Creator was asking her, do you want to go back to your body, or do you want to stay here? And she said, well, since you created me, I give that choice to you. And within a few seconds, she was barreling back towards her body, 
and she heard from the creator as she went downwards back into her body, good answer. Now tell me, is that a funny, a humorous creator of the universe? Very omniscient, omnipotent. She found herself in her body, arms picked her up. She didn't see who it was, lifted her up to the surface, slapped her on her back. There was no one there. She spewed all those gallons of water out of her lungs. And the rest is she survived. You can watch the video. It will inspire you. She said the creator of the universe is not a he or she, but more like <clears throat> I'm not an it. Just the creator of the universe. Excuse me, and take a drink. Not a myth, not a he, not a she, but just the creator of the universe. But I tell you that the creator is both male and female and has those attributes. That's what she said. But I say this, Blake, the Reverend Blake Ruby tells you, yes, the supreme creator is both male and female. So you can believe what you want, of course. You're one of the children of the supreme creator, even though he's he, she are, is more like a grandfather and a grandmother, if you will. Great, 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 great. To the nth degree, grandmother, grandfather, going all the way back to the center of the universe billions of years ago, you know. How about another song? <clears throat> I clear my voice, take a drink of water. And find a good song. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. I think maybe I might need to rest my voice, but because um, I've been singing a lot of acapella songs. How about this one by John Denver, Annie's song? It goes like this. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest. Like the mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy blue ocean, you fill up my senses, come fill me again. Come, let me love you. Let me give my life to you. Let me drown in your laughter. Let me die in your arms. Let me lay down beside you. Let me always be with you. Come, let love you come love me again so talking about the extraterrestrials from Thayuba from Aphrodite of course extremely intelligent to live on a category 9 planet planet earth is a category 1 planet on the evolutionary ladder so don't you want to live on a category Every nine planets, animals don't eat each other. The atmosphere is beautiful, beautiful, very compatible. You know, you have 
nature. It's just absolutely pristine and pure. There's no pollution at all. And you have spaceships and you can travel around the universe. You're guardians of other planets and their evolutionary educations, if you will. You know, in the university of the universe, it is as simple as some of us are in lower grades and some of us are in higher grades. People here on Earth could be compared as kindergarten children fighting in conflict, hurting each other. Not that kindergarten children do that, but their mentality is one where they, they can't really think outside the box or reason a lot, you know, about things. They don't know about loving each other, even though they have the capacity to love everyone. While some of the more advanced planets have learned to live in harmony with each other, they adore each other, they love each other, they enjoy each other's company 24-7, if you will, you know? They love learning. That's the number one pursuit. The number one thing they they love to do is learning new things. Besides exploring the universe and coming upon uncharted solar systems and discovering new life, they love to learn and gain knowledge. The burdens I was talking about, for example, did you know that there's like 900, almost 1,000 different languages and dialects here on Earth? Well, some of their people are proficient in every language and dialect here on Earth and every language and dialect in the universe. Just imagine that. Now, that is one, one heck of a brain, you know. But they've got nothing else to do. They, they don't sleep. You know, they exist 24-7. They're awake 24-7. Anyway, i got to close my show. Thank you for listening. I wish you the best. I hope you have an enjoyable week, a safe and enjoyable week. And may the creator of the universe bless us all and keep us safe and well. I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.